You're listening to a special episode of Behind the Rhymes, the mountain we all climb, with me, Maya, and me, Andrew. Don't forget our voices. We are the new veterans. We are the new forgotten. We are the page on a website. We are the chapter in a book. Now the war is over, hear our voices. Hear our stories. Listen, and don't forget us, because we don't forget you. All of you here now, and all of those sadly not. We see all your faces. Some find it painful to remember, but honour us and remember anyway. Hi, Andrew. This is a very nice poem. Uh, where does it come from? What is the inspiration? Um. Well, a lot's happened since our last podcast. We, we haven't recorded a podcast for quite a few months now. Um, and this came about because I was inspired to ask other people who worked in healthcare to show me their poems with the intention of putting it into a, an, like an anthology book. Um, and this was going to be the forward for, or the forward poem for that book. Did you ask them or were they inspired to read their poetry to you after the book, after the applause came out in March 2022? Yes, uh, yeah. So it happened in a couple of different ways. So obviously some of the colleagues in my department had similar experiences. A lot of them were redeployed to ITU. So they bought my book um, and then through some conversations with them, I try to encourage them to write and that anybody can write and, and it's a good way to process emotions. And it turned out that a few people had got emotions or from those experiences, but they hadn't um, sh share with anybody basically, let alone write poetry down. And then one of them came about through um, an article, which I was interviewed for. Uh, Okay, you have to slow down. Let's take you back to March uh, 2022. So your book was coming out. I suspect you were delighted. How did you feel? Um, it was like two years in the making. And um, I don't know. I was quite surprised when it came out because I talked myself into the fact that it may never come out. And then it came out. And how did it feel to see your own creation in your hands? It's that's the fulfillment of a lifelong ambition i'm not saying i always wanted to write a poetry book but really a lifelong ambition was was in my hands really so you've mentioned something interesting what started coming out that, uh, out of that book did you have any expectations before it came out were you envisaging you know fame money and <laughs> uh, no no fame no money um but did is... you expect that no, not in the slightest. Okay, so you're not disappointed with no. the results. So we're now well into sort of going towards the end of 2022. So yes. at least six months since the book came out. Yes, and we'll find out shortly exactly how much this book has made money-wise. But I didn't go into it for money. And I certainly didn't go into it for fame. I'm an introvert, naturally. Um, so I don't I don't look for the limelight. Um, but it's... so. It hasn't, it hasn't delivered on those two fronts. Although we'll talk about what really what's happened 
in the past few months. Um, but it has some unexpected things have happened. Can you tell me about those? Well, I mean, we've just talked about sort of the poem. So working with people for a year or two, and then all of a sudden they find out you write poetry and you're encouraging them. And then they surprise themselves and you as well by developing and showing you a poem that I will read later on. And it's, um, I don't know, I was, I was surprised. I, I, it's a totally unintended effect. You also performed in front of uh, audiences live, which I believe is something you haven't done before. Now, again, I'm an introvert, so I don't look to perform in front of people. And how did you feel when you did? Uh, at the time, it was fine, but I was quite anxious leading up to that event. It's And post the event? That was a nice event, and so lots of things came out from that event. So I guess we really should explain what, Where what that was. So yes. we performed on... You and I both performed. You were the compare. Um, in, at the Word on Water, which is a book barge, barge, yes. book barge in London. You don't have to remind me, King's Cross? Yes, it's near King's uh, Cross on Regent's Canal. It's a wonderful enterprise that supports independent authors. And uh, I would urge anyone going to London to visit them. They were very kind to us. They offered us the platform. Happy. They also... Uh, yes, uh, it was Paddy. Um, they offered us um, to sell your books as well. So uh, they were wonderful hosts, I have to say. And the venue itself is quite charming. Yes, so we, we stood on top of a barge with a microphone. And um, it was the end of July. And it was a nice, warm day. Didn't rain. And we um, gave a, an hour-long sort of performance to uh, not a huge audience but certainly who was it, your audience certainly an interested audience um you met them afterwards yes so you via meetup invited a few people or actually put an advert out on meetup to that this event was happening so some of those people were known to you and there were people that were known to neither of us that some that had walked past and some, I'm not quite sure how those two young Americanness. I think via meetup they found, found out that. that was very interesting that uh, they were in the, uh, they came from the States to London yeah. for a few days and they attended your event. Yeah, I'll talk about them in a second because I want to ask you a question first. So I was concentrating on reading these poems out, which, you know, it was a bit nerve wracking for me to, to get everything right. You but were you, very good. Thank you. But you were able to watch the audience. So you were looking at the audience and I was not at the time and a few photographs were taken, which I saw afterwards. But you, you told me a few things about what you observed of the audience, which really surprised me. Yes, uh, from uh, my perspective, because after I announced you, I left you with the microphone so you could deliver your poems. And uh, what I was seeing was a roller coaster of emotions by people. So, uh, like you mentioned, there were the two young nurses and uh, one of them was actually crying. Uh, some people were uh, listening to you very intensely. Uh, some people were deep in thought, actually, after a poem would finish. And also, uh, what surprised me most was the debate that opened up after you finished reading the poems, with people asking, why is there no more interest in your work? Why are newspapers not writing to you? They thought that we haven't actually contacted media, and we have. 
So the debate after the poetry was uh, really thought-provoking, I would say, something that I didn't expect. No, um, we, we planned to record that po uh, for a podcast, basically. Um, unfortunately, the audio quality wasn't great and we got some feedback on the day, some microphone feedback. Yes, and so, so we, we abandoned we that idea. We weren't able to share that with you because some of those events that happened, happened and we would have we had those recorded basically and you would have been able to to hear them yes it was uh it was interesting that probably people didn't know the journey that we'd had and some of them were kind of i guess outraged at the situation um that stuff that really wasn't well reported mm. whether it will come into focus again via this um this inquiry that's sort of scheduled to start. I mean, the preliminary started already. Maybe it will come back into focus again. Maybe you should send a copy of your poem yeah, to the we, inquiry. We, I think that would be very good, uh, just so they can have a first-hand experience. We talked about that, we didn't we? And it's, it's certainly it's still on the cards, I think, as, a, as an idea. But you mentioned those two young American nurses. So that was really interesting, um, because I, I did a very small amount of signings afterwards. So people came up and they came up and obviously I didn't didn't really know anybody down there and um, they spoke to me and their story was very interesting. So they were both from New York and I didn't ask their ages, um, but they didn't look very old. If they were in their early to mid twenties, I'd be surprised if they were any older than that. And uh, the young lady that had been crying was talking to me and um, she was saying she also worked in ICU. So her and her friend who was there worked on different floors of the same multi-story hospital in, in New York and she'd worked on ITU. She transferred there um, only a few months, I think, before COVID happened. And um, she, you could see the like the look on her face. She really, what I was saying in the poet, poetry, she really underst underst and understood it. Yeah, she understood exactly what, what I was talking about. And it was sad to see her so upset. Again, I did encourage her to, to write something, but as of yet, I've, I've not had anything, but maybe time, maybe people need time to decompress from, from these events, you know. Did you ever expect to reach an international audience like that? No, not in the slightest. I'm aware this podcast has some international listeners, um, but no, I, I, didn't, um, I didn't envisage that 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 would happen. I, I certainly couldn't have predicted that would happen. Mm. We were there just to do our own sort of promotion, very small scale, but promotion. Yes, we wanted to make it accessible for people as we always do. And people who listen to us on our podcast are very, very welcome to get in touch, uh, suggest ideas, what they would like to hear more of. We have a whole series in preparation, um, which is connected to the coming of the second book, which We'll be talking about later uh, but uh, one other thing that I'm quite curious about are these poems that you mentioned from other people because I remember at the word on water you read some of them uh, to the audience just so you could share what your colleagues have produced during COVID and also another interesting thing that happened was your interviews for the media so people found out about your work via an interview to get, you gave to Medscape and also the interview for the website of your trust. 
Yes. Um, so that obviously increased your visibility. Yes. Um, I mean, the listener, listeners to our podcast, looking at some of the analytics, certainly increased at the end of May, just after that um, that interview came out with the, with the hospital um, communications team. So... Um, How did you feel about giving the interview? It's a, it's a weird experience. I'm not really used to giving interviews. You know, you and I have these chats and we put them on a podcast, but it's a bit more of an intimate thing than um, the sort of telling things to, to strangers, really. Um, but it's interesting, the, the article in Medscape, actually, somebody found me out on Facebook and sent me another poem um, which she says that she doesn't have time or the energy to put it into a, a book, basically. So I, I have her have her poem, which is a very interesting aspect of um, being a nurse during COVID with children. But I, I, I'm going to save that one. That will come in a, in a future book. I'm about to add that to the third book, which is in the final stages of being put together You've as well. You've become very prolific after the uh, experience. So you're saying that you didn't get money and fame, no. uh, which you didn't expect, so fair enough. But as a result of this book, were you inspired to write more? Uh, yes, I think I was encouraged to, to, to write more. Um, the, the poems come when they want to come at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, I have, I have been certainly more encouraged. Um, would you like to now read uh, some of your colleagues' poems? Because I found that very interesting that you've inspired other people to share. Yes, so I've got two, two poems to read out. Um, they are not ones that I read out actually on the Word on Water. So they're, they're, one is from the same person, but it's a different poem. Um, and one is from somebody that, that I didn't didn't read from on the day. I tried to make it a little Are bit... they people you work with? Yes. I tried to make it a bit more lighthearted on the day with their poems because enough of my own poems deal with the darker side of things. So I try to lighten things up. But I will read um, these two poems. So this one is called The Fear. And it's by uh, Louise Ingram, who also never put uh, pen to paper for poetry before. My fear is overwhelming. It consumes me to my core. The night is never ending, alone and insecure. Our patients are oblivious. It's just as well for sure. I pray to God Almighty to get us through the night. My feet are tired and aching, my eyes sore and red. The fear is overwhelming, the hope now filled with dread. There is no happy ending, just night spent with the dead. That's quite a deep, Very, a deep yes. poem, and she she was on ITU uh, definitely the first time I was there, um, and um, this this one I did read a poem from this lady, but not this one on the Word and Water. Uh, this one's called uh, "Never the Hero," and it's by Joe King. Never the hero, just a fool. The world was unpleasant, nasty, and cruel. The events unfolding, no one would know what was happening or how it would go. Never the hero, I am just a nurse. The pandemic came, it was like a curse. A lonely place at work and home, all pulling together but never known. Never the hero, they clapped on the street. 
ignoring the rules they would go out to meet. Tired and exhausted, we tried to defeat long days in a strange place, all on our feet. Never the hero, so many died, all my hard work, and yet I still cried. What was it for? I cannot say, patient after patient taken away. Never the hero, my life is destroyed, never again I'm redeployed. With a broken heart and PTSD, I feelings away so no one will see. Never the hero, and two years is gone, a head full of tragedy that still lingers on. How to rebuild life, I do not know. The best I can do is give it a go. Thank you so much for sharing this. This certainly, especially the second one, uh, reminds me of 2020 and the early days of the pandemic. Um, and I know that from talking to people, people who were not medical professionals, who didn't work in hospitals or care homes, want to move on now. They want to put COVID behind. Also, the government wants to put COVID behind. Everybody seems to want to put COVID behind, except probably the people who have lost friends and family to COVID and people like you and your colleagues who cared for people who ended up in hospital. How do you feel about this? Well, it's interesting because this um, this investigation, you know, this inquest is, is certainly gearing up at the moment. And um, he was even in the news, news yesterday about uh, there's a, a support group, basically, uh, that they're after justice for uh, their relatives that died. They want answers. They want to, they're fully supportive of this um, inquest. They want to know, could, could people have been saved? If we'd locked down sooner, or, you know, there are all these unanswered questions. And it's, it's part of the grieving process to be able to get these answers and closure, I guess. Yeah, closure. Obviously, won't not bringing these people back. It's definitely, you know, mistakes were made, and I hope that that some kind of closure is brought for people. For you and for me, being involved in this podcast and the publication of the books, um. What was the effect of these two things on how you processed what happened during COVID, during the pandemic? Well, it definitely helped me process things, which is why I've tried to encourage others to process things, because it's a bit of, um, it's like the elephant in the room. This thing exists, no one talks about it. You know, um, I don't think there's any anything good to come out of not sharing this stuff really it's and it should be done in a probably a better more organized way but in my profession it tends to get done in smaller groups and i've had some very in-depth and very sad conversations with colleagues post this book coming out about their experiences and some things which i didn't know which are similar to my experiences but also different as well and the way it's uh, affected people. And there are those that are quiet and don't say, there are those that write poems and there are those yet yet to, you know, process this stuff or they can't process this stuff. I certainly came across somebody that, that couldn't process, couldn't even read my book because they couldn't 
process their own feelings about it and it was bringing back sort of things which they just tried to forget so everybody deals with things differently personally I can only think it's a good thing that this is sort of come out for me it's success as regards money people have made comments you know you know you'll be able to leave work now and you know oh famous book writer it's it's not the case it's not why I did this at all it's not and in some ways I'm it's a bit of a shame that the wider media didn't pick up on this stuff um, and some of the um, nursing journals or periodicals also didn't pick up on it um, because yes, it's, that's a real shame yeah it would have been good to share with the wider audience because we only have a limited reach by the podcast and also by our circle of acquaintances and colleagues and friends family um this experience it made you sort of more prolific writer you continued writing and also the project that we have together uh brought us closer i would say during covid unlike some couples who probably by spending too much time during covid together realized that they shouldn't be together for us it has had the opposite effect no we we um edited this book over over uh... Uh, WhatsApp. Yes, we were uh, in, not in the same location. Yeah, in that's different right. different countries, so it was. This was a good way. Even at that time, it was a it was a good way for me to process things. I think you realize how difficult things were for me during our conversations and some of the poems which I shared with you before I even were considered to to be going in a book. Um, so yes, it's been a, a unifying experience. And yes, I prolific. I don't know. I think yes the you know the, the well you poem. have a second book coming out soon yes I, I haven't stopped writing i have a second book coming out and i have enough material for another two books at least tell us a little bit more about the second book so that's tentatively due to come out very soon um although the world of publishing publishing works in very strange ways as i've learned in the past two years um, that's so this book is called um, from the mountain to the waterfalls of love and relationships and it's about good relationships and bad relationships uh, so it's got nothing to do with your previous topic of COVID. no it's it's i think it carries on this humanistic theme which i started in um after the applause um when did you write these poems they have mainly come around in the last sort of two to three years i would say um some and them... what is special about this book do you think it's better is it the same I as after the applause my... tell people who have read after the applause what can they expect if they buy the second book my writing style has improved i would say my I, you know i didn't study poetry um i've not gone to university to study any kind of literature courses um, so I think my style has developed, I would say, and even the stuff I'm writing now, which you may not see for another year or two, it's developed as well. It's developed. Um, and after the applause had a loose concept, which really was centered around COVID and working in ITU loosely put together in the, in the form of a book, whereas, um, from the mountains to the waterfall has a structure. It's, um, 
it's it's set to a journey up a mountain and down the other side and every step of the way is linked to a part of a relationship so you equate mountaineering to the struggles and the wonderful moments of relationship well it's interesting isn't it i mean this podcast is called behind the rhymes the mountain we all climb and this book is a mountain it, it is a mountain you know if maybe a mountaineering i don't know maybe you can call it a large hill you don't <laughs> have too many mountains in, in england but a large hill certainly but it is um it is about the effort of a relationship and the, the peaks and yeah, the turfs. and you and the inevitable downward trend that relationships often take and coming through the other side of that and sort of up the next up the next mountain or hill mm. afterwards it's it's a, it's a much more it's not okay i would say a much more positive book it's it's more positive in some senses but also some of my own experiences are in there my own relationship experiences through from being 18 all the way to my age now it's in there um and well, then, that's certainly something uh, that everyone can identify with. Everyone has had some sort of relationships with people. Um, so we have a whole series about the poems that are, or some of the poems that are in From the Mountain to the yes, Waterfall. we've been a little bit quiet, I would say, um, but we've been trying to promote this book, really. And it's took, it's took a lot of time, and we've been editing the second book as well, which has also took time. So there will be another series following on from this in the next couple of months of another series of poems from the second book. Excellent. Um, I would like to round up this episode. Um, hopefully our listeners will now expect and follow us and see what's coming up. Um, you have written another poem which was inspired by your performance and yes. meeting the people on Gordon Water. Yeah, I just want to say one more thing about Word and Water, which I had forgotten earlier, is that um, uh, Coolip suggested that I write my experiences down into a, a book, more of a, a prose form than a poetry form. And that's certainly on the cards amongst other multiple projects that I have on oh, the go. Thank you for announcing that. So that's a very good thank, idea. And thanks to Coolip for the thank suggestion. Thank you, Coolip. So yeah, this this poem I dedicate to everybody that came that day and for the support. And it's called Walking on Water. I stand on the water, the motion of a boat. It's a lazy rhyme, but how else can I stay afloat? Pace and pace, behind me the geese, into the murk lunge, searching for food as I take my artistic plunge. A warm reception with rounds of applause, but after the applause, I interact and feel some remorse. I have lived with these words and thoughts for a few years, but I forget that you haven't. Some of you with heads in hands looking down and some with occasional tears. As a human, I want to share my experiences. I never mean any offense. Even in my politics, I often sit on the fence, but you've seen my passion as my words turn me inside out for you to dissect as you ask me about me. But as I'm at the start, it's just a snapshot 
please stick around there's more yet to see You've been listening to a special episode of Behind the Rhymes, the mountain we all climb. You can still buy After the Applause Pandemic Poetry of a Frontline Nurse by Andrew from Amazon and Austin Macaulay. They will also be publishing Andrew's second book, From the Mountain to the Waterfall. If you're new to our podcast, check out series one and two. We're busy preparing a third series coming your way soon. Just ask your smart speaker, to play Behind the Rhymes podcast or listen on Apple or Google podcasts. Thank you.